This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Pull up a stool and join us. 585-866-4FAN. 866-4326. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. Von Miller, uh, first, first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, the juice that he brings for the guys. Uh, the trust that you know everybody has in him. You know He's, he's the ultimate closer. Um, so whenever he's ready to go, we're going to welcome him with open arms and put him back there and hopefully can pin his ears back and get the quarterback. But, um, you know, our guys have been doing such a good job. You know, I don't want to take anything away from, from the guys that have been playing, you know, bringing in Flo and, and uh, you know, the guys that are playing well, Greg and AJ are stepping up and uh, interior guys are playing really well too. So um, it's, a, it's a very, very good unit adding a very, very good player, one of the, the greatest players. Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Oh, I'm sorry. The AFC Offensive Player of the Week, Josh Allen, talking about his teammate Von Miller, who returned to practice today. Are we having a day? We're having a day here, and this is a, a new one. Uh, Alex Brasky, Batavia News, uh, text me. Gene, my phone is currently dead. How is he texting you? I'll get to that. Uh, my phone is currently dead. It's taking a while for it to charge. I'm messaging you from my computer. We'll text you as soon as it turns on. It's been on the charger for about 10 minutes and hoping so. His yeah. phone is dead. Like yep. dead, 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 dead. It's not and, like he needs to be charged. It's like you killed your phone, Alex. Yeah, and so I just texted him back saying, okay, do me a favor and call us. Here's the hotline. And you know how it'll tell you if it's delivered? Uh, not, not nothing. Delivered. Oh, because you don't know. You're sending it to his phone, and his phone right. is off, so he's his not even seeing He's not even seeing All it. right, so look, we'll... Uh, oh, man. <laughs> well, I can tell you about the injury report here, because I think this is newsworthy. I sure. Mean, uh, or maybe you, you want to play the role of Alex Brasky. I can interview you. <laughs> I cannot replace Alex <laughs> you Brasky. Cannot re- no, I don't no, want, no, you would come in and be stand like, in those no, shoes. Uh, so, Gene, uh, how, you know, like, yeah, the, the Yankees finished above 500. <laughs> uh, you know, how do the Mets do? Oh, you're fired uh, the manager. No, I'm not going to play that role today. No, not uh, not We'll wait for Alex. If Alex can call us here, that would be great. We'd love to hear his report from practice today. And if not, we'll we'll give you the practice report right now, Gino. What do we got? So we got uh, some DMPs here. Veteran rest for Leonard Floyd and Micah Hyde and Matt Milano, which you would kind of expect, right? This is a a bear of a travel week. But not practicing with a foot injury altogether is Greg Rousseau. So, okay, keep in mind. Keep that in mind. Um, so that's the only DNP uh, that was related to an injury. The limited today, Christian Benford with the shoulder. Damian Harris has a neck issue. 
Dawson Knox, that quad is bothering him. Jordan Poyer limited today with his knee. Now, remember, he was did not practice at all uh, Thursday, Friday last week with the sore knee. Um, and then I think this is the key thing here. This year, you have to list players that even aren't on the active roster, players that are in this window, meaning Von Miller. So Von Miller, you know the rules now. The Bills have three weeks to decide when to activate him. Uh, Von Miller uh, was limited with his knee. So when you hear Von Miller talk about, hey, I'm coming back, you know, I, I feel good, I'm ready to come back, does that not say the Buffalo Bills think otherwise? You cannot send Von Miller onto the field if he gets in, what, one practice before heading over to London fully? Not likely. I mean, if history serves the way that organization has always dealt with these long-term injuries as players are coming back from, is a ramp-up period. So you get him in practice for a week, and then one week becomes two weeks. You see how he feels. You see how he reacts. And if he's there and he's ready to go. The only thing that I was thinking to myself was, you know, Von Miller doing all the talking that he was doing. He wanted to be out there week one, or at least he was saying, I want to be out there and ready to go week one. And when we didn't see him practice at all in the preseason, it became very clear, okay, he's not going to be out there week one. So they've been managing him through the preseason, putting him on pup. But was there some kind of secret compromise between Miller and Brandon Bean? Like, hey, I'll go on pup, but I'm going to get out there as soon as I can when I come off a pup. That's the promise you have to make to me. Because the dude's in shape. Not in football shape, I get it, but you know you can get Von Miller on the field and ramp him up over the course of time if if you see him. I don't think you're going to see him based on the limited tag today and with everything being out of whack with the team going to Jacksonville and traveling and and every you know being that far out of routine. Maybe more likely that we see him in prime time make his return, which would always be for a great uh, great story, and I'm sure the networks appreciate that, if Von Miller will make his first appearance in primetime against the Giants. I think that NBC would be happy about that because maybe it you know, gives you a reason to tune in. Well, might not be a you know, close Can we get uh, Taylor Swift to show up as well? I think NBC would appreciate it if she just, out of the goodness of her heart, made an appearance. No, totally, totally not related to her, her upcoming movie, I'm sure. Alex Brasky of the Batavia Daily News. Bill's Digest was at practice today. Alex, lots of talk around Von Miller, and we know that you can't watch all of practice, but what's your takeaway from Von Miller's first practice of the regular season? Yeah, first and foremost, I want to apologize for my tardiness, boys. Technology can be a bear sometimes. Had some phone issues leading into our preach, call, but preach. I appreciate you having me on, as always. I saw Von Miller today for a good portion of practice, the portion open to the media, as always. I thought he looked well. Uh, he, he looked pretty good. He was wearing a heavy brace on that injured right knee, but did not seem to be inhibited at all, and I asked him after practice if he felt any limitations physically throughout the session, and he said he did not. So I think all signs are pointing in a positive direction for Von Miller. I'm not sure we'll see him this week against Jacksonville. I think that could be a little bit irresponsible considering his circumstances and limited practice time leading into a game overseas. I think it might be more uh, a better idea to do it in a comfortable situation next week against the Giants or perhaps even the week after against the Patriots. So I, I think he looked good, and I, I think all signs are pointing in a positive direction 
for Von Miller off the pup list. Yeah, Alex, the uh, injury report, we're just kind of talking about this before, and I get why, you know, especially a week like this, you're going to give guys uh, veterans rest. Christian Benford limited. Uh, Greg Rousseau not practicing at all today with a foot issue. Is Are there any concerns, whether that's Benford, whether that's Rousseau or anybody else, about their status here coming up for Sunday? I would say Rousseau's status is certainly more of a concern than Benford's. Benford, we did see him out there at practice in a red non-contact jersey. He was marked as limited after practice with that shoulder injury. Greg Rousseau was the only player outside of Travis White to miss today's practice due to injury. He is dealing with a foot issue. It's uncertain. Uh, the uh, extreme nature of that, whether it is of extreme nature or not, for Russo. We asked Coach McDermott how he was feeling this morning, and McDermott said that he was pretty sore coming off that foot injury that did appear to occur during the game against, uh, excuse me, refresh my memory, this past week, the Dolphins. And I would say he is certainly more of a concern than Christian Benford, considering he missed practice, considering Benford was out there in the red non-contact jersey. I wouldn't say you can rule him out quite yet. McDermott did say he'd like to see how he responds tomorrow, but I would certainly weigh some concern on Rousseau moving forward. Alex, Benford's role gets that much more important here with the news that Trey White uh, tore his Achilles and he'll be done for the season. What's the play here if you're Brandon Bean? And what does this mean for, for Kyrie Elam? Obviously, I mean, you can't you can't make him inactive at this point, right? You, you expect that we'll see Elam make his debut in, uh, against Jacksonville in London? Yeah, absolutely. And Coach Sean McDermott has said all season long that he believes he has three starting caliber players behind Tredavious White at that position. And now I guess that theory will be tested with White now out for the year and Jackson likely being thrust into a starting role in Elam, perhaps to see some playing time coming up this week and into the future. McDermott didn't put certainty on it that we will see a rotation in that position, but I would assume we will see one. I, I, I think Jackson and Elam were, were kind of battling back and forth toward the end of training camp for the, for the third role at that position behind Benford, who clearly had separated himself. And Elam has a skill set that I don't think Benford nor Jackson possess in man coverage and, and the ability to lock up opposing wide receivers. So I think it might be a good tool to use Elam in that rotation along with Jackson and, and hopefully Benford, who is dealing with that injury in the starting role. Yeah, curious to me, and we're talking to Alex Brasky, maybe this is the, you know, Sean McDermott just buying time here and Brandon Bean as far as uh, the roster because uh, when you look at the, the the injury report and Tredavious White's on it, well, duh, he's out for the year. Okay, the Bills haven't made this move yet, so there's going to be somebody added to the roster are we to assume that's going to be a defensive back here? Would that just be, if so, is that just promoting Ingram? Is that just from the practice squad? Is it maybe going and seeing who else is on a practice squad elsewhere? How do the Buffalo Bills eventually fill the spot here at Tredavious White? Yeah, I think Ingram's certainly the leader in the clubhouse to take that role. They do need increased depth at the position now, losing a player at that position, but they did bring in a, a few players on a tryout earlier in the week. They did sign one of them to the practice squad, Herb Miller, previously of the Panthers. So maybe some competition there for, for White's spot on the roster. But, 
Yeah, I, I think we'll see them go defensive back to replace White on that 53-man roster and, and see how things shake out as the season goes along here. Alex Brasky, the Batavia Daily News of Bill's Digest, joins us here in the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. On the fan, for the second time in three weeks, Josh Allen is the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Alex, we were talking about it earlier and trying to figure out, you know, when Josh does what he's doing right now, which is fairly remarkable, it doesn't feel like people talk about it as much as they do when Josh stubs his toe like he did in week one. Is that a function of people only being wanting to be angry, only caring when somebody does something wrong versus when they do something right? Yeah, I think Josh Allen has just brought his standard to just such a high level through his performance over the past number of years that really the only thing to do is, is criticize him when he, when he underperforms because when he's at his best, boy, he is – it's not the best quarterback in the league. Certainly one of the top two alongside Patrick Mahomes. You saw him put forth the perfect passer rating leading to the AFC Offensive Player of the Week honors from this past week. He really lit up a Dolphins secondary that was without a few key components, but he's been on fire the past three weeks. I don't want to say that a, a four turno- five-turnover performance against the Jets was a good thing, but perhaps it was in this case because the way that Allen has rebounded has been incredible. He's returned to his elite form and, and, and really has set himself apart amongst maybe any other quarterback in the league over the past three weeks. Like I said, perfect against the Dolphins. And when you perform that way time and again, there's, there's really nowhere to go but, but down, I guess, in people's eyes. And, and people just wait to pounce on, on greatness and, and, and put chinks in the armor. But, boy, for the past three weeks, there have not been many chinks in the armor for Josh Allen. Uh, Alex, only the second time the Bills have ever gone to London on the regular season. Uh, 2015, nobody has left from that team. It didn't go well for Buffalo that day. Jacksonville winning. So I guess my question is, like, the pitfalls – of this week, and I think it's interesting that I remember from 2015, Alex, that I forget who was playing uh, the day of, but literally the Bills got on a bus and they left for London Sunday night, right from Buffalo. They were home that Sunday. Um, Sean McDermott playing a little bit different. He wants to at least have a normal routine, sort of, but I have to think that once they get on the plane, this week is going to be anything but routine for this team. Yeah, I think the sports science aspect certainly plays a much larger role in today's NFL than perhaps it did the last time the Bills went over to London to play a game. And, and McDermott really mentioned that a lot through his comments to the media today, mentioned Joe Collins, the director of performance and innovation, and how McDermott and the coaching staff has worked alongside the sports science staff to determine the best course of action leading into this week's game. And they've decided that that best course of action is leaving Thursday night, flying through the night, hoping to get some sleep on the plane, and then staying up through Friday in order to adjust their body clocks in preparation for that game on Sunday. So there's, there's more than one way to skin a cat, and, and I think there is something to be said for maintaining the most amount of time that you can spend in your own bed and in an familiar environment as the Bills are to begin this week. You saw the Raiders come over against the Bills, and I think they spent the whole week in West Virginia, and we all saw how that went for the Raiders. So I I think there's different ways to go about it, and 
the sports science department for the Bills has really played a large role in, in the decision-making process as, as we go into this game in London. So their opponent on Sunday is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Some would say the Jags have an advantage because they've been there all week. Uh, they were there last week in preparation for their win against Atlanta. Some would say they're at a disadvantage because they've been there all week. They're away from their own personal routine. They haven't put their head down in their own beds, and they're probably far away from what they're accustomed to. Which side do you fall on, Al? Alex, do you think the Jags are at an advantage or disadvantage being there two weeks in a row? In my opinion, I think it would be an advantage at this point. Maybe you do get a little bit homesick, but to have the comfortability with your surroundings and the environment that you've been surrounded by the past few few weeks, I, I think would play at an advantage for Jacksonville. But at the same time, I guess we'll see it play out on the field on Sunday. The Jags come into this game playing a a little bit better football as of late, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. And and they really started the season rough after their playoff appearance last year. But their pass rusher, the other Josh Allen, has really been a star in the early going. I believe he's tied for the league lead in sacks with six. He's creating a lot of pressure. And the Bills have faced a number of talented pass rushers early this season, and they've neutralized them. And they'll have another opportunity to to do so once again against Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I mean, I get, and it's only four games here, Alex, but the move to Aaron Cromer, and I'm glad you brought up here what the Bills are facing here and the other Josh Allen. Um, this offensive line here, pretty good returns so far, and Torrance seems to be fitting right in here. It's a, uh, Your thoughts here on the offensive line, and really has this been kind of the key here over the last three games that allows Josh Allen to do what he wants to do? Yeah, I think there's no doubt that that is one area that the Bills have made an incredible jump this season, and it all starts with the rookie Osiris Torrance, but don't forget about Connor McGovern coming in and solidifying the other side on the interior and the steadiness of Mitch Morris and Deion Dawkins, maybe a a few slip-ups last year. He's really returned to, to top form, and Spencer Brown has been impressive as well and give a lot of credit to Aaron Cromer, but also Ken Dorsey, and, and his game planning and his scheme on offense, going with maybe more six, seven-man protections than he was accustomed to last year and, and really bringing in the extra blocker, David Edwards, on, on several occasions. I believe the Bills are up there near the top of the league in terms of using that extra offensive lineman, and they've done so to success. And in addition, they put Josh Allen under center, which I know Dan Arlovsky from ESPN was clamoring for after I believe it was week two, and the use of the play action and the development of the running game as well has been a significant factor. So there's a lot of, of elements that have helped the Bills' offensive line and pass protection and, and just push up front overall, improve, and, and it's really been impressive to see the jump that that group has made this year. Alex, let us know what you're working on here for Bills Digest, the Batavia Daily News. What can we check out here leading up to Sunday morning? Yeah, we have our mid-season review for Bill's Digest coming out in a few weeks. I'll be promoting that soon on social media. But as always, my pregame five takes on the dailynewsonline.com. Also, my postgame seven takeaways, along with a quick recap after the game. And you can also follow me on social media at Alex Brasky. Try to give you up-to-date reports from practice and, and the comings and goings from one Bill's drive. It's been an interesting season and it's only going to get more interesting as the season goes teams getting a little bit banged up so plenty to follow there at alex brasky on on x as they say what game do you got friday night here alex 
We have Attica Alexander taking on Livonia. Attica Alexander, the defending champ in Section 5 Class C, fell at the hands of perennial power Leroy mm. last week. Leroy was unbeaten. They remain unbeaten. Attica Alexander now with one loss. Leroy looking for its first sectional title in quite some time. That's a proud program looking to return to prominence. How about you, boy? Alex just gave us his open yeah. on Friday. That's yeah, good, Alex. That's you good. had that prepared off the top of your head. That's really sharp. Oh, yeah. No big deal. We got McQuaid Hilton. <clears throat> oh, wow. No, yeah. wow. The big the, the big boys, double A. <laughs> double A. We, we don't like to you know, brag or talk about ourselves here in the sports I, bar. I do, I do want to apologize once again for my tardiness, boys. I... Oh, you mi- you missed I, it while I you were doing. It. I did imaginary uh, conversation with Alex, like Gene. Uh, you know the Yankees did finish above five hundred, and look at your Mets. No, you I weren't told you that the- I want. No, I, I wasn't, but I was going to say that I told you they were bringing Boone back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like sorry. I feel day. like I have to apologize to you for that. <laughs> I'm sorry to you and every other Yankee fan. That you know how next year's going to end, dude. Yep, World Series. Yeah. World Series oh, there he is. All right. Alex, bye, appreciate bye, the time, bye, buddy. Bye. There he is, Alex Braski, the Batavia Daily News, Bill's Digest, Yankee fan. Glow, man. Genesee, Livingston, Orleans, Wyoming. Yeah, he likes that glow region. Glow region. He knows what he's talking about down there in the glow region for Ooh, Section 5. Not breaking news, but it's now official because we're uh, the Bills did lose somebody off their uh, practice squad here. Uh, Eli Anku is now a member of the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. So, well, look, it, that's smart in Atlanta. Hey, we need a defensive lineman. Where are you going to go? You're going to look at Buffalo. Okay, what do they have, Stash? Mm-hmm. Who can't get on the field here? Like, if Kingsley Jonathan wasn't active last week, um, yeah, some team might be bringing him in. Yeah, some roster gymnastics here as you're trying to navigate through the season, keep your guys fresh, uh, activate guys that you need to activate when you need to activate them. Sounds like from Alex that we'll we'll get a, a look at Kyrie Elam on Sunday for the first time this year, which uh, that that's worth monitoring. That's worth paying attention to. Uh, baseball scores, though, we can say goodbye to the Tampa Bay Rays. Well, pretty soon here, seven nothing, Texas leading Tampa. Yeah, they they. Uh, I, I just I want to feel bad for the Rays. There's just no support, man. Nineteen thousand people for a playoff game. All those empty seats. Embarrassing. The lowest attended postseason game. Minus the pandemic. 1919. Since 1919? Are you kidding me? Embarrassing! It's the future here? The Miami Marlins. They built this beautiful stadium and no one goes. It's embarrassing! Why? why, Like, if you're Rob Manfred, they don't deserve a team. (laughs) Stop trying. I guess, like, hockey's blind to Arizona. We're blind here to Tampa. Even people in Tampa don't like the stadium. So if they build a new stadium as they're going to do in Tampa, the result will be the same? Sure. It's where the stadium's located. Is the new stadium located in the same vicinity as the Trump? Yeah, it's in St. Petersburg. Nobody wants to go to St. Your your future Florida, man. Yeah, I know. Would you want to get in your car and deal with traffic for over an hour and go to St. Petersburg? Well, Well, we do when we go to a Bills game if you're from Rochester. It's different. It's the NFL. I think the NFL can pull in from every direction. Sure. sure. But it's a postseason game, Gino. It is the postseason. Well, I've seen a lot of whining. Well, we didn't learn the schedule oh, until Sunday. And get we got 3 o'clock here. in the afternoon. Get out of here. I know you want to bring kids to a game, too, because like, oh, you could use that as an excuse while kids are in school. Look, 
you're not taking him to a late game. You're not taking him to the eight o'clock game on a school night. This is like, this is where you would take your kids to. You would take them to this game. That's sad uh, for the Rays. They've dealt with it before, and they've obviously advanced farther than they're going to advance this year with that limited support. But I just hate hearing about it. And that number yesterday, when I saw how low it was, I, that mm. was just... That, that was staggering to me. Uh, look, we'll take a break. We have happy hour coming up next in the sports bar. We'll get some news and notes from the NFL. Whip around. We'll, um, we'll look at that injury report for the Buffalo Bills. Sean McDermott speaking to the media earlier today before practice. Von Miller has returned. And accolades for Josh Allen. We should take some time to talk about just how great Josh Allen has been playing, not just in the last week, in the last three weeks, because we spent a lot of time talking about how bad Josh Allen played at the end of last season and the beginning of this season. It's human nature. We're going to focus on the bad, right? Well, (laughs) I think it's noteworthy that people don't talk about the good as much as they should. Happy hour next. You can join us at 866-4-FAN. Pull up a stool, 585-866-4326. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.